All right, welcome back to the Hunter's Quest podcast. It's going to be back with you again. This is part two of the recap with Mark Livesey on this Idaho bear hunt we did uh, last week. If you didn't hear that episode, I definitely recommend going back and checking it out. Um, we talk about how we filled Mark's tag, his first tag, on a really beautiful blonde bear we called Butterball, um, and just the epic journey across Canyon and across the river to go get that guy. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, um, go or if you haven't seen it or listened to it, go back and check that one out from last week. Um, there's some sneak peek YouTube or not YouTube. There's some sneak peek footage that I share on the YouTube uh, version of the episode. I think there might be more on this episode as well. But um, so if you're interested in getting a little sneak peek, you can uh, check this out on YouTube. But um, anyway, like I said, this week is all about um, the second half of our hunt where I almost filled my tag on just a massive, beautiful chocolate that we named Meatball, but he ended up giving us the slip. You're going to hear all about it, so stick around. It's a good story. Uh, it's still a little bit stings that I didn't get that guy, but you know what? I learned a ton. I think you're going to learn a ton from listening to the story and all the takeaways we got from that, so enjoy the episode. Uh, if you're looking for a new pack, highly highly recommend the Initial Ascent packs. Um, use my code uh, QUEST, save some money there, and you'll also support the show. Uh, me and Mark were both wearing initial ascent packs on this trip, and they just performed beautifully, so I highly recommend it. And Joe and Dennis are great guys, um, so it's great to support them. So use that code QUEST and check out all the other good discount codes on the gear I got in the description field. Um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, as I'm continuing to try to grow and, and get my name out there and get the word out there, and please share with friends and family. Leave me a rating or review. I really should, I really appreciate all your support. Um, please keep supporting me. Um, and uh, you know we got lots of good stuff planned for this fall. Um, several different hunts coming up on the books. I'm really looking forward to and film projects. So just you know keep tuned. There's going to be some great stuff coming down the line. Thanks again for your support, guys. And let's just jump into this. Part two of the recap of our bear hunt and how I almost notched my first bear tag on an absolute giant, um, and he gave us the slip. So enjoy the episode, guys, and we'll see you next week. How are you doing on time? Because I don't normally go too much longer over like an hour. I but say, I kinda... I, let's, I, no, I'm good. I just want to okay. make sure we, I want to get a little bit into that bear that. Yeah, I, uh, I want to talk about meatball too. Let's fast forward to that. Yeah, that's what we're going to do basically. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, we, um, then after that, um, we saw a few more bears across the river. Um, I was kind of like, yeah, I really like want to do it, <laughs> but I also didn't want to do it. And, and you know mark didn't really want to do it either so we were like let's just let's find a bear on our side let's find a bear on our side so uh i think it was the next was it the next day we saw meatball next day or two it was it yeah. was within two days well it couldn't have been that much longer because ryan and then we're still gone yeah so so we go down the other direction towards this other area mark wanted to check out further away from the truck further away and now we're um, like 12 miles well no no nine about 11 miles we went a couple miles down the trail yeah and uh and so we're going up on this uh to a glassing spot and we actually were thinking about doing some calling mark was like hey let's try to call one in that'd be really cool so we get up there and literally mark went over to 
put the call out. I was like changing shirts or something. I kind of like I looked up. I was like that area looks pretty good over there, and there was a big, odd looking round rock. And I was like, eh, let me just go ahead and glass this rock because I'd glass like seven million rocks this week. And I was like, let me just make sure this rock is definitely a rock. And I pull up my glasses like that is a bear. And so it turned out. And you know, even though like I was being skeptical, you know, like when you see it, like there's something just different. You kind of just know in the like deep down, like that's not that's a bear. You just kind of have that feeling. So I pull well, up the I glass. Told, we talked. And, it's funny we talked about that. So, you know, another tip here on this is that these bears. I don't know what the way to describe it, but maybe you can add to it. But they've got a shiny, reflective look to them. There's something about a bear now. I get fooled by a lot of black stumps. Let's just be honest. Okay. Yeah. I, I, well, you have I, to check those. You have to check right. those. But, but when it is a bear, it's like something deep down exactly, that you just know. Exactly. There's a shininess to it. There's a For me, it's the shape, I think. There's a shape. There's something about that bear that triggers yeah. that once you've seen a few, something you're deep just like, down oh, in you. that's a bear. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you saw that bear first. I, I didn't. I didn't. You glass yeah. that baby up on your own. No, and, and you will uh, see. Met and okay. And I'll just going back to the bear thing. So, um, you know, me coming out there, I was kind of like, I mean, they're big black blobs moving. Like they're going to be super easy to see. No, especially in a burn area with lots of burned out stumps and rocks. Um, it's very hard to spot, and they're just they're animals, so it's very hard to spot them. Um, you do end up glassing a lot of burned stumps. Um, but yeah, when you see one, something way deep down in your gut, this is like, that's a bear for sure. And then, so anyway, I look at it again. I'm like, it's a, it's a chocolate. It's big. I can tell he's big. And, and then Mark looked at him. He's like, oh yeah, yeah he's a nice one. Freaking tank. Freaking tank. Yeah. And he was right the out best bear, opening. Definitely the best bear of the trip. No yeah. doubt about it. Hands down. The best bear that I've seen yet, Ryan. All the footage I've seen so far of all the bears we glassed, <sighs> we glassed a lot of bears. That bear was a freaking tank. Yeah, gosh, uh, makes me so mad. But anyway, um, so we see him, and, and he's on our. I side got of the excited. River. Yeah, he's on our. He's on our side, or and he's below the trail. Like we don't even have to go up for this bear. We'd be going down for this bear. Yeah. And uh, it would have been just like an awesome pack. Anyway, um, I get excited right away. Um, he's kind of moving, so we decide let's let's get closer to this thing. And we just kind of bombed off the backside of this this thing down to the trail, and we got to we were at 480 from him. And arguably, I might have been able to get prone there and send one, but we decided to try to get closer. Well, so let's back up again. So here we are. We got this bear. He's on a slope. Like you said, he's below the trail, guys. But he's not in an incredibly open area. Yeah. There's There's patches. small opening. There's patches and small openings. So it was really important when we left the spot that we were that we took a route that we could keep our eyes on him the whole way down. So our number one – well, not number one, but one of our big objectives with this bear, at least my objective was – we had to take maybe a less desirable way down. We didn't take the ridge down. You remember we took this kind of ditch oh, yeah. down. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. So we, but we did that because we wanted to go down on the side. We could keep could our eyes him. on him yeah. the whole way down. Cause I was oh, worried. I kept my eyes on man. I was like on him like There's two things at worry here. Number one, he's a big freaking bear. Number two, he's in some small dispersed openings. Mm-hmm. And number three, 
that we didn't even talk about this. We glassed him really early in the morning. So I was stressing about, it was about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. That's what I remember. Remember, it was early. And I yeah. was worried when you see bears that early, <clears throat> they might be on the move. And I was getting nervous about it. So I'm like, we got to keep our eyes on this bear. So we did a good job on that. We get to the trail and we can still see the bear at that point. Mm-hmm. That's when we were like four, whatever we were. We were about the 480. Or, yeah. And, you know, I guys, a lot of guys would just shoot, right? They would. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I have a tremendous respect for these animals. And this kind of goes into the next decisions that we made too yeah. is. And let me, let me jump in right here too. Yeah. Because I want to say um, this is my first Western bear hunt, not super experienced uh, Western hunter. I mean, only doing it for like three years. This is my first bear hunt out West. I've done bear here, but it's totally different. So, um, you know, and, you know, as Mark is much more experienced than me and um, been doing this a lot longer than me, I was, in a lot of ways, kind of deferring to Mark, really, just how the dynamic was. Like, Mark was almost kind of, like, helping oh, me. He was so kind of guiding me, me. You're basically setting me up for not getting this bear is what you're <laughs> No, doing. no, I'm just being honest that, like, <laughs> that's the dynamic of it. Like, I'm kind of taking this secondary role as the least experienced guy, which I think is a natural thing for, for most people or whatever. So... Um, you know, there may be some things I would have done differently. I don't know, but anyway, that's just the dynamic. Um, and it was fine. It was cool. So that, I just want to like set that as, so yes, we had a dynamic. We had a shot and we could have taken that shot, but it was going to be a long shot and the bear was coming towards us. So we were going to have to wait for him to give us a broadside shot. And I was worried that if we laid down right there for a shot, and he got into the timber where we got our eyes off of him. That, that it was a, it, there was a lot of risks in taking a shot yeah. from there. And right? five hundred is like the edge of my effective range too. Well, and he was only a few hundred yards below the trail. What mm-hmm. we thought, yeah. he actually ended up being only a hundred yards below the trail. Yeah. And I thought that once we got down the trail, we'd be able to see those openings better than we could. Right. So anyway, we decided to make a calculated risk to get closer. And the wind was blowing up perfectly up, up river. Yeah. So the wind was money hill up blowing uphill, basically blowing up Canyon. Yeah. And so, and it was, it was a prevailing wind. It wasn't thermals. Yeah. It stayed so, steady. Yeah. Cause it was early enough in the morning that the wind should have been going downhill at that point still, but the, the prevailing wind was stronger than the thermals and that's a good situation. It's, it's more predictable. Right. Yeah. So, and that also comes in later. So we, we, we scurry down the trail and we get, and we, so again, guys, we didn't just go after him. We landmarked him. We, yeah. we looked, we saw these rocks. We saw the bend in the trail. I saw this broken off, burned tree. I glass dropped some points. We did some calc. We took our time. This is important. Yeah. And so we started and this making is our another area where I'm glad you were there because I was kind of like, let's go, go, go. I'm like, yeah. And I didn't know. Some pins. Yeah. And I didn't know where he was. So, 
you helped us get like close. And then I kind of, I, I, cause I remember a couple times I was like, dude, let's just, let's just freaking go back and just try him at 480. Cause I, I didn't think we were going to like find him again. It was so thick in there. And you're like, no, so no, once we got over going. there, so what you're saying is once we got over there, we couldn't see as well as we thought we yeah. might be able to see. Right. Right. And I was well, getting nervous. He was going to wind us or see us or something. Cause he was close to the trail or we yeah, thought he was headed to close. a bed up close to the trail. Well, remember we saw multiple scat piles like fresh oh, yeah. on the trail. Yeah. Big, big huge piles. Giant like, scat piles. Dude, that like set the scene of like, we're coming into this dude's living room. Cause like no, literally, yeah, every there. 50 feet was, was like a pile of turds. There. Yeah. That was cool. So yeah. So we get in there and then I kept, you know, saying, let's go back, let's go back and try to get a shot. And then you're like, no, no. And then. And then you said like he's right. I can't remember what happened. That you said like, is, he's, he's right, right in here. here. Yeah. And I look over. I don't know how you was, saw that. Barry. It was just miraculous. I don't, know how, I don't was, know how you saw him. It was totally a god thing, I guess. I don't know, but whatever. I look over, and I just literally at that moment I looked straight over. It wasn't I didn't even look like hard or look for a long time. I looked, turned my head, and I see what looks like a face looking at me. And it was his, there was a tree like this. And right in between the two trees, there was just a face just looking at me. And I was like, whoa, he's right. I was like, Mark, he's right there. <laughs> Somehow I, it took me several minutes to even find the dang thing. Yeah. And, it was tucked uh, in there. So the point was this bear is so old and so mature. That dude was out in the open for literally minutes yeah and he Meat went ball. straight to bed he was already in his bed by 10 30 11 o'clock which is normally when we start seeing bears right so this bear was an early riser which is not that normal for my experience and he went to bed like early so when you saw him he was completely bedded down he was bedded he was in a tree he was next to a log in a tree well just totally hidden from the world not just a, a log it was one of those logs that has like buck tons of yeah he had tons Willows. of those log, logs that has all the dead limbs on it so he was really like enclosed in a very brushy spot he was in it he was in a perfect spot for the bear yeah. that dude was stretched out i'm like okay we got this bear's dead this bear is free he was 100 dead. yards from us 103 yards i ranged him so many times i, I about wore the battery out on my <laughs> rangefinder because it was kind of hard to range him with all that brush in there. Yeah, very brushy. So we walked literally, guys. So here's another lesson. That bear could see us on the trail. There's no doubt. But he couldn't see us. Bear's vision is, is just terrible. It's just terrible. And we took some chances. But we walked up and down that trail multiple, multiple times looking yeah. for an A angle shot. that we could get. So we finally settled on the spot that was the best possible shot. Put you on it. You got set up. Mm -hmm. Had the cameras and the we camped out there for what five hours, six hours. Yeah. So we, I mean, we 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 set up on this thing, and you couldn't tell what part of the body you were looking at. It was just like a little like lump of fur, basically, that we could see at the base of this tree, like covered very thickly by brush. and and he was you know once every hour hour and a half he would wake up and scratch himself and like scratch his balls or something and then just like fall back asleep and he'd and flip then, around he'd flip around yeah. like one moment he'd be laying with his head uphill the next hour he'd switch around his head downhill yeah and like so you we, said it was real hard to pin him down we had a couple of opportunities that we knew exactly which way he was laying yeah and we talked about it so many times like there was a 
probably I would guess a five or six inch window yeah. that we could squeeze a bullet through, right? I even said like I think I can squeeze one in there. Well, it so was, here's another it was tip, sketch. guys. It was sketch. So I told you this tip, and I think you probably already I don't know if you knew it or not. So guys, when you see a bear like that, or you see an animal like that that's bedded in the brush, you gotta there's one thing you can do that that is really, really important. So when you've got your binoculars and you're zoomed or your scope and you're focused in on the bear oh, yeah, guys, okay. It's really important to note that you can't see the limbs between you and that animal unless you're very close because they're 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 out of your focal plane. Right. So what you have to do is take your binoculars and back the focus out mm -hmm. all the way and go all everything. the way in to pick out any of the limbs that are in between. Yeah. And we did that. And so mm -hmm. we knew that we had some limbs, but we knew we had a tiny, tiny window, right? Yeah. But so then what we did, what I did is I looked around that bear 360. I'm like, okay, what can, how is that bear going to get away? I'm like, we looked to the left. If he went left, we had him. It was open. If he went away, we had him. It was open. If he went uphill, which I thought he was going to do because of all the scat on the trail, I figured he was going to lay there till he had to poop. And he was going to come up to that trail like he norm like there was four piles of poop on that yeah, trail. Fresh. So I figured he was going to come uphill. We had him. It was a no question. So then I said something to you. This is where I made the big mistake. So I said to you, I said, okay, dude, it got later in the afternoon. I said, we got to shoot before four o'clock. I said, at four o'clock, you got to take a shot. Four, four thirty max. You, we've got to shoot because the thermals are going to switch and that temperature is going to start dropping and the wind's going to start going downhill. So we sat there and sat there and it rained. Five and, and a half we hours. Sat there sat there five the, hour, the patience was like, your patience I had my, I had my rifle up and like he, he would like move to scratch himself and I would hit record on both cameras and like get ready. <laughs> and then he would just fall back out and go to sleep again. Five hours, five and a half I've hours. never seen a bear lay that long. I have I kept, never I'm, seen like, a bear he, lay for that long. I just kept thinking he's going to stand up eventually look around or something. Um, now I will say looking back in retrospect, the mistake I made was, what I should have done is looked at every single possible scenario that could have happened and had a plan for it mentally because I had plenty of time. You know, there's no excuse for not being ready. So I assumed he was going to kind of stand up and go because he had a log behind him that he would kind of go to the right and I'd, and he would take a step that way or something. And I'd have a second. But he also what he ended up doing, which I didn't plan for mentally, was take a step directly towards me. So if I had run those in my head and known what I was going to do, I might have been able to squeeze this shot off. But basically, after five and a half hours, he stood up and did something I was not expecting and just looked straight at me. But only for, I mean, that's why I'm saying I would have had to be mentally prepared for this because it was a second, maybe half a second. And he looked at me and I was also kind of distracted by if I was going to hit record on the cameras, but I didn't have time. So I hesitated for literally a split second and he whoop, ducked down in some brush and completely disappeared. I mean, one step gone. It looked like he went through a hole. That's right. So what happened was, I'm still not 100% sure, but I think that we were in the transition that moment. We're guys, we are talking less than 
a minute, maybe two minutes max, from the moment he stood up and stepped forward to the point where he bolted. Yeah. And what happened, guys, is I it was my fault. Your job was the shooter. You were the film guy. My job is sitting there twiddling my thumbs. This was a huge mistake on my part. I cost you that bear because I told you earlier that we had to shoot that bear at 4.30, before 4.30. Yeah. Well, it was 5. It was right at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And exactly what I said happened. The wind switched, and I was sitting on that trail, totally spaced out, just freaking five hours later, and I felt the freaking wind on the back of my neck. Oh, man. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And about the same time I started saying, whoa, 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 I see him he literally just I, he came out of his bed i think he got the slightest wind of us hmm. i think he got a slight taste yeah. of smell because he didn't he, stand up and like stretch no or take it. he, he just like he up and bolt. gone he just stood yeah. up and stepped yeah and i'm like oh shit 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 so i'm scanning with my binoculars i'm scanning 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 and i could then i picked him up i could just see fur in the brush and right about the time I saw the fur, he just loses his freaking mind and he bolts and jumps off the edge of this, this cliff. Yeah. And he's gone. Yep. He is gone. I just saw movement disappear and I was like, oh, I saw his butt no. going over the edge yeah. and, and in a hurry and guys lesson learned. I mean, okay. We showed great patience on that bear. We just had him at 480. We didn't do it. And you know, we, we could have, Okay, so I, this is the thing I keep going back to also is like you could argue we could have tried to shoot him. I've even told myself maybe I should have tried to shoot him. But I I do think we probably made the ethical decision. It was brushy enough and sketchy enough where it could have easily wounded that bear or just missed him or you know deflected into the brush and gotten a really horrible shot or who knows what. Well, so we talked about this, but we decided, that, you know, I said, well, maybe you should use, you were shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor, yeah. which is a great gun, but maybe not the best brush gun. Yeah. And I had a 300 win mag and I said, maybe you should use, should take my 300 and shoot through there. That way, yeah. if you're off a little, it still might do the job. But we decided to not to advice. do that. Yeah. And so a couple of things we could have done just for people that are kind of listening for some tips. So. In that retrospect, we looked at a, I saw a ridge that led down to him that was relatively open. It didn't look too bad. And I think you could have slipped down there. If I could have kept the gun on him Yeah. and you could have slipped, I think you could have gone 20 yards Yeah. and you would have had was, a shot. I was just so like, it was, I was so risky. worried that, yeah, I was so worried that like he could stand up at any second, like. I, you know, I thought maybe an hour or something he was going to stand up. Like, oh, every so, hour we kept saying any yeah. second. He's so like stand three up. or four hours in, I'm like, dude, he's going to stand up any second. My job is just to be ready when it happens. And but yeah, so we could have tried that. Risk. The other thing we could have tried, Lampers actually kind of got on me about that. He goes, "Why didn't you freaking predator call him?" I'm like, "Do you remember I said that though too?" I know, but here's the I thing. I did say okay? it. That works. It. Actually, I just wrote an article <laughs> about it. It's going to go on. It's going to go up on Go Hunt. I think in the next few days. I just wrote an article on calling bears, and um, here's the problem, guys. I thought Real about close. it a million times. In order to get that bear up and looking for that predator call. I felt my best option would have been to go down the trail away from him, 
put some distance, maybe yeah. 200 yards. Right. So that I felt like at 103 yards, if I blew that predator call, he was going to come out of his freaking skin. Yeah. So it was a calculated decision not to try it because we were so close. Right. And we thought and he was going to stand up. That second. bear made any move except the move he made. <laughs> he was a dead bear. Yeah. So, uh, the, and when he did stand up for that split second, I mean, he was a beast. He had like huge oh, gorilla dude. forearms and like. Rah. The and then, longer we sat there, I got a chance to look at his gone. face like a bunch for five hours with my. I had sixteen power binoculars. I was zoomed in on him, and his face was scarred up. He had gray Which, hair all over his face. Yeah. Um, that bear was old. He was just giant. He had everything. So I think I was more cautious because he was so freaking big. That, he was that a nice. Bear, I just man. did not want to make a mistake on this bear. Yeah. I I thought we did everything calculated. The only thing we that I said we did wrong. Well, I don't know, but the biggest mistake was we let it go too long. Yeah. I lost track of time. Uh, and this one still better. stings me, man. I knew lie. better, and um, anyway, but man, it still stings me. I'm not gonna think lie. About how exciting it was! It was, was super dude. exciting. It you was, know, like it's gonna like take epic. me a while to, get, yeah, it's gonna take me a while to get over it. Though. <laughs> like it's just when I go on Instagram and I see dudes with bears, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> dude, it was the most what? epic experience. Though yeah. we glass the bear, we get on the bear, we find him in his bed, we sit on him in the rain for five hours. You literally had the gun on a tripod for yeah. almost the entire five hours. You were ready. You never let down. You you were totally not going to be surprised. And I was. I one did my best, man. You, I was dozing off over. There. <laughs> I was. I do. I'm not a very patient guy, but I was. I will say to my credit, I was vigilant. You did that everything that was required to kill a bear of that caliber, and guys. That's how you kill bears that. like that. You do exactly what we did. And I'm telling you, 99 times out of 100, that's going to pay off. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to pay off. And uh, a bear of that size and bone structure of that bear, a bad shot was going to be bad. Yeah. Really the, bad. Yeah. And shooting a bedded bear when you can't see shoulders and you can't see. Didn't know what it was. And man, the brush. There's just no, there's just, you're really, really, really taking a chance. So I, I, you know, I hope you can come to (laughs) grips with it eventually, but (laughs) yeah, well, that 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 was a special bear. Um, It helps hearing you say that I did everything right. It helps. Dude. I mean, I, the only thing we did wrong was on me. It wasn't you. My job was to watch the time. My job is to pay attention to that. And I didn't, I lost track of it. The, the hours just started piling up on that bear. Yeah, like we did. sat there for hours and hours and hours. Five and a half hours but is a long within time. A, to within a hundred yards of a bear, everybody's like, man, you should have shot. You should have this. You should have yeah. that. I, I got it. I hear you. Oh, but, I'm having all um, those same things in my own head. Don't worry, guys. You don't have to tell so, me. So, uh, anyway, it was a very special bear. You know, I've chased bears for a while now, and that was one of the top 10 bears. No way. I, really? Oh, dude, that bear was just ah, a freaking you're just twisting the knife mark yeah i mean I, at first i'll be honest with you when <laughs> we saw him from the distance can you imagine the if i chocolate killed that bear color was incredible he was probably the prettiest chocolate bear i've ever seen 
just pure chocolate. There was no mix of anything. He was just pure chocolate, which is special anyway. But once we looked at him for five hours, I started looking at the size of that log and I started looking at his body size relation to that log. And once we got in the hundred yard range, I was like, oh, this is a bear. This is a freaking special bear. And then I started. Can you imagine if that, that was my first bear? I, that would have been. Well, you would. That's it. Maybe that was good. You didn't because that would have been a hard one to top. And then is that like one of those 12 year old kids that gets like a 200 inch buck or something like just ruins it from then on? That's exactly right. And I'm telling <laughs> you right now, I've seen a lot of bear scat. That was some of the biggest bear scat that I have seen. Wow. That was giant piles of bear so this is a legit like a sick bear coming from mark it was great say, oh like, dude i'm telling you if you just saw that scat on the trail i'd have been concerned if i'd have been in grizzly country and saw that <laughs> scat on the trail i'd have been thinking that could be a small grizzly that could be a problem he looked now, like we, grizzly, now we knew dude. it wasn't but it was everything about that thing was so cool i yeah. mean I named you know, him Meatball because he looked yeah, like a giant meatball, meatball <laughs> in there. So Meatball is going to go down in the infamous. So we're going to have to go back for that bear. You know, Ryan is known for going back and killing the bears that he's seen the year before. He's done it multiple times. So you and I, we're on a mission now. Dude. If we end up going back to that spot, we're going right there. That's a good point. And we're going right after Meatball because I'm telling you, I think he lives right there. You think and, he'll be alive next year still? Oh, yeah. That bear ain't going nowhere. Well, one, we educated him a little bit, unfortunately. But, um, well, we know where to you go. Know, to I find asked him. Ryan, we, when we ran into Ryan the next day, um, I said, Hey, what do you think about that bear sticking around? He goes, Man, I don't know. Bears that big, they're really lazy. They're really big. They're very mature. They don't, they don't just get move away quickly. And I think we alarmed him, but I don't think he went. I don't think he left the country by yeah. any means. Shade the man. We went back and tried to put eyes on him again, yeah. but we, we did. We spent almost the whole next day trying to find him again. Dude, we had to. That's a special yeah. bear. There's no yeah. way we could walk away from that bear without giving it a shot. So and there's another time where that I remember that morning we were gonna go back after him, but I knew there was a small bear across the river. Like he, we'd <laughs> seen him every single day. I was like, let me just run and go see if that bear is still there. I don't know why I did it, but like before. We left for the day. I like ran down the trail. I was like, "Yep, there he is." On the like, same ridge that my bear was on, mm-hmm. the, the so same ridge, little black one that we kept so, seeing. And I was like, "Dude, I could shoot that bear right now." So here's a here's a uh, takeaway from this too: is like, um, that was a special bear, and we probably did the right thing to go back after him because he obviously lived there. But at this point in the hunt, I'm going to be honest with you: if I could go back and do this hunt again, I would have just shot that bear across the river because he was there. I had him; he was in range. It would have been painful, but it's kind of like that one in the hand is worth two in the bush. But, you know, again, it's just another thing where, you know, you could go either way on it. But we did end up going back to hunt because the one across the river was not like a big bear. Uh, he was just a, you know average bear. So, but I'm just being honest. If I could go back in retrospect, I would have that day shot that bear across the river and just sucked it up. But anyway. Well, that same ridge that we killed that, that I killed my bear on where you're talking about where this other bear showed up. You know, I we kept an eye on that carcass because we could see the carcass from the other side. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've learned a couple of things. I've hunted over a dead bear carcass now two or three times. This same thing happened to me last year. So Ryan killed his bear last year and Brian and I were back in the same area. And my bear that I I missed a bear last year 
And when that bear, he was heading for that carcass, but he never ate on that carcass. He was attracted to it, but, but never he ate never it. ate on it. And I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, I don't know if they just get nervous. I don't know. But that ridge where we killed that bear, we saw three different bears on that same ridge. Yeah, it was a great ridge. And, you know, bears are just where they want to be. There's no, sometimes there's just no rhyme or reason. And the combination of that ridge, that bear carcass, and something, but there was just a buttload of bears. There was. um, So it was almost like a guaranteed, we knew there was going to be bears there. And that's where I wish. We also knew that there was guaranteed pain. Yeah. Uh, But, you know. What's one extra day of pain in a long run? If I'd come out of there with two bears instead of one. We knew how to do it. You know, yeah. we knew it could be done. Yeah. And we had time but, on the hunt still. That's another thing. It's like I almost shot one on my pack out, which would have been a horrendous pain in the butt because I had to reset up camp, do all stuff. And it was a driving rain that day and when I could have just killed this smaller bear across the river and sucked it up for one extra day. of You know, and but it still was like two days before the end of the hunt. So, dude, that's where I've been beating myself. Don't up. Don't even bit. don't even. Are you kidding me? No, I would trade meatball for three years worth of bears. Yeah, I would not. I would not kill a bear for three years for the chance <laughs> to kill that chocolate. Right. So we did what I thought you did what you needed. We went back. We went back multiple times. We went back and looked for him like a lot. Yeah, we did. And, Pretty much spent uh, the rest of the hunt trying to find. That is right. I mean, it was. It turned into the hunt for meatball after that. Yeah. And but that's what we needed to do. I mean. We're yeah. there to kill mature big bears. We're not there to wipe out the freaking cub population. Yeah, but it's still like me, it's first bear. I know, but still, dude, <laughs> the chance of a bear like that, yeah. you always no, that's do true. It. Always true. do it. Okay. Um, so maybe we did make the right call. You did. You, you, I think you did. I okay. mean, because he could have just as easily shown himself one more time. He could have, man. He definitely All he And we were ready. Was, all he needed to do was, well, I think my biggest problem with you the next time, if he would have shown himself, you'd have been shooting from wherever we were. Um, I probably um, would have tried him at longer range. Yeah, we would given definitely. How, given how uh, thick it was over there and what happened the first time, I might have tried Well, him and how um, he just doesn't, that bear, it's clear to me, that bear doesn't expose himself very much yeah. and for very long. Yeah. He, he didn't literally get up till it started getting dark. I mean, no, he bedded the entire day. Yeah. And so little thing, guys, we call it bear 30, but at high noon, we have killed so many bears in the middle of the day. They kind of go to bed in the morning and then they get up and move around. But this guy didn't No, He never showed himself hardly at all during daylight hours during daylight hours. And I was worried that he was becoming a very nocturnal bear. We talked about that too. Mm -hmm. I said, that bear is turning into a very nocturnally focused bear. So we saw him really, really early in the morning and that was it. So we're going to have to take a, if we go back on that bear, we're going to have to do a different strategy. We may be first light, first light on that. Yeah. Dude, we should definitely, uh, yeah, we should definitely go see if we can get him again. Um, no, we're good. We're, and we're he's off limits. People. He's mine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> now he's turn, Hunter's turning into mini lampers now. We got we got an inventory of bears. I have history with this bear, man. You can't well, take him from me. Well, so I was kind of, 
I was kind of going to vote for you to try to sneak in on him while I kept my eyes on I him. I know. I think so that's why you wanted you, me to you go. You flush him out, and then I shoot him. <laughs> I noticed you had your gun on the bipod and ready. Don't think I didn't oh, notice I, that. Dude, I knew I, you were ready to go on that thing, dude. That's why I couldn't want to move. I was like, as soon as I get up to go, things going to stand up, and Mark's going to blast him. So I was like, well, I'm not I told moving. you, you got one shot. As, as soon as you shoot, I'm shooting. Um, and then we'll have to do an autopsy and figure out. <laughs> Oh my anyway, goodness. I know we've been pocket, dude. It was a great hunt with you. I really enjoyed my time. You're you really put in the effort, dude. I mean, oh, thanks, man. coming from Virginia, I saw your pose. I knew you were getting ready, but um, you were fit. You were willing to go anywhere. You put up with miserable conditions. Um, even got even got your foot kind of got even got hot for one day. You but you got that under control quick. I had yep. a sore toe too. Um, that side healing stuff kind of put us in distress that one day. Oh yeah. But anyway, you were, you hung in there. It was a great hunt and, uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed well, hunting with you to too, the, man. Welcome to the world of bear hunting. It was a really yeah. good trip. Yeah. I learned a lot from you and enjoyed hanging out with you as well. And I think we had a good time and, uh, so yeah, man, definitely wet my chops to, uh, <laughs> go back on the hunt for meatball maybe next year. So, yeah. but, um, uh, and by the way, um, those I, I ordered a pair of those binoculars you let me borrow. Oh, dude, those are. <laughs> I, it's funny. I just got a text today from a guy who sent me a picture of bears they killed, and we talked about these. Well, I mean, we could talk about them. I mean, we don't have any sponsor issues on this, I don't think, I, um, I, on your podcast, but the Sig Sauer yeah. image stabilizing binoculars, guys, this is a benefit. So, I'm just going to tell you right now if you've listened to this podcast for what are we, two hours almost? Yeah, I might break it into two, but we'll see. Yeah, do two segments, whatever. If you've yeah. hung in with us, this tip right here is worth all the time you spend <laughs> listening to the Hunter's Quest. So I've been doing this for a long time. I have a pair of Swaros. I have pairs of the Razor HD 12 Vortexes. I've had a pair of Mave. I've had them all. I've had, I, I'm not going to say I've had them all. I've had a lot of binoculars. I'm kind of a binocular snob yeah and when i found these binoculars um i kind of laughed a little i mean yeah. they're bird watching binoculars okay <laughs> and they're image stabilizing binoculars from yeah. six hour they come in a 10 power and a and a 16, 16 power and i brought both and i asked you at the trailer I used, if, yeah if he let me borrow his tens for the whole week so i got to use them for a whole week they are so days. money I can't tell you what a game changer they are. And here's yeah. the thing. They're not the best low light binocular right. areas. Okay? Or even the, the best optical quality and clarity. That's right. They're not. They lose a little bit with that. They lose a little, but that image stabilizing gives you the ability to pick up even the slightest of slight movement mm -hmm. and the clarity of the stabilization far outweighs any of the glass quality in wow. my mind wow you really so, yeah, so i remember one time i mean several well when i was sitting on that bear for five hours on meatball um with the stable like he was hard to see even though we knew exactly where he was this is how yeah. thick it was and how hidden he was he was hard to see even though in 100 yards we knew exactly where he was but you know i could still glass them like seven million times and with those stabilized tens i could reach i could literally I was holding my rifle in one hand and i just reach up with my glass with one hand and get a really good look at them 
and put it down. Any other binocular would be too shaky to even find the thing. That's right. So think about this, guys. So bear hunting, you're walking and glassing, walking and glassing, walking and glassing, right? As you're walking along a lot of times. Now, a lot of times we're set up. And so here's, and I'm not trying to say, guys, I got no vested interest in it. Maybe after they hear this, they'll start want to send me some more stuff. But um, me too, please. Here's the deal. When I'm walking down the ridge and I see something I want to take a look at with a pair of 16s, <laughs> there is no 15s, 14s, 12s. There's nothing above 10s that you can throw up one handed yeah. and get a good look at something that's 500 yards. It's not possible. With any other pair, I don't care how good a quality the glass is. Yeah. But with those 16s and the wind, the wind blowing 20 miles an hour, free free hand, one hand, I can do a quick check. Nope, that's not a bear. Put it back in and move on. Any other binocular, you're going to have to set down, pull tripod. up a tripod or yeah. or your trekking pole. Even 12s in a tripod. To stabilize that binocular for a second to get a look. Yeah. For sure. And so anyway, I, I ordered, into it. I ordered, I ordered them. Did you order both pairs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. So here's the other thing. I, I know we talked about be here tomorrow. Guys, when I realized how good they were, I used the tens, right? I didn't have the 16s at first. The first time I ever got to look through them, it was a 10 power and uh-huh. I was sold. Yeah. So when I found out they had the 16s, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to have both of them. So I ordered <laughs> both just like you did. Well, I paid attention, but I really didn't pay attention. When I got them, I'm like, these are ridiculously light, these 16s. So I started doing some lo- some looking. So I'm working on an article right now to compare, you know, a review of these right now, actually. But when I looked at the weight of the 16s and the weight of the 10s, you can carry both of these binoculars and combine they are significantly lighter than any 15 on the market. Both of them. Really? The, the six, both of them 16s, combined is less than Both of them combined is lighter than any 15 on the market. Well, question then. Would you consider, I got a hunt in October coming up um, and very tough terrain, loss of elevation. Um, would you consider the stabilized 16s? And not bring a spotting scope? Or are you still bringing a spotting Depends scope? On, um, I would look at your canyons and how far across. I would say anything under. Well, for are you going to take your camera? Obviously, that's the thing. I, I can't, it's hard to justify a long lens and a spotting scope. No, but I think you've got one of us. Long, if you've got one your of us long lens. between me and me and my partner, one of us we're both filming, so maybe one of us can carry the camera lens and one can carry the spotter. Yeah, we've got to have we've got to have one spotter. Um. Ye- I don't know. You've already told me. You're talking about mule deer, right? Yeah. You told me you're after any good mule deer, right? Well, there. I also have an elk tag, but um, there's antler size restrictions on the elk in this Like four area. points or what? It's uh, by- Brow time? Yeah. Oh, no problem. Those so. 16s, you can see a brow time for sure. Now, if you're trying to field judge and bop, maybe a spotting scope is beneficial- yeah. um, Not really. Like, honestly, if it's a nice, mature animal, it's fine yeah, for me. Yeah. If- I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it. Yeah. Now, I the reason I'm carrying mine right now is I, I, I've i never ran spotting scope until this year. I've owned a bunch. I never take them. I hate them. Hmm. And the only reason I got one this year is I really like doing the phone scope. 
for what we're doing for filming yeah. and stuff, we're able to capture some additional imagery and it allows me to really check out bears. Yeah. Um, like on a more relaxed basis with my phone. Yeah. And so I'm trying it, but man, by the time you carry a tripod and a mm. spotting scope, it's considerable. I mean, yeah. it's considerable. So, but those 16s, dude, there's nothing that we saw that I couldn't handle with that 16 power. No, nice. no doubt about it. Well, hopefully mine, mine actually might be here today. We'll see, but, um, they're anyway. money, man. And the price is incredible. Not only, all the other things I, we already mentioned, but they're like 750 bucks. Yeah. And they're 50 bucks ish cheaper on Amazon than they are in SIG's website. Just saying. Well, I'm just saying guys for the money. Are you kidding me? Try to go, yeah. go look at any other 15s and look at the price. Yeah. You're looking at $3,000 for yeah. Swirl 15. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You're looking at a couple of thousand dollars for Mavens and Leica. and Leicas nice. and Vor- even Vortexes. And you're looking at some, you know, 700 bucks. Yeah. They're uh, legit. So and they, now they run off too. a battery. They run off a battery is what creates the helps with the image. I don't know. I don't know the technology behind it, yeah. but, but they're very battery on that 10 day hunt. You change the battery pretty early on right the battery was going dead yeah right mm-hmm. and that's it we, yeah. that's the only time we had to change the battery on those and that was, wasn't that a battery from last year too yeah i've yeah. used it all season yeah and i i've been on now i've done two 10-day hunts and i just changed the battery on my so the the 16s take a double a battery and the 10s take that c25 battery that little more lithium yeah. smaller lithium battery so literally one battery is going to get, and we glass a lot for yeah. bears, right? So you're turning them on and on, on and off. Um, and so r- literally one battery, maybe two per trip is all you need. Yeah. So anyway, I love them. I can't say enough about them. I almost hate putting it out there because it's such a good tip, but Hey, that's what it's here for guys. That's why, that's why Hunter does this podcast. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why we're filming. That's why I have my course. I guys, I, 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 I used to not be this way, Hunter. I used to not want to share anything, right? I kept everything. Like, I never even had social media. I wouldn't post. I have almost no kill shots of, of my animals in my older eras because yeah. I just didn't want them. But I've changed. And I really have gotten a lot of, I don't know. I There's just a tremendous value to me now to share things i really enjoy it i i'm yeah. kind of mad at myself for not doing it early in my career well, that's what the older generation is here for mark <laughs> <laughs> to pass on their wisdom well, to the younger bucks whatever wisdom i have um i'm, I'm willing to pass it on so anyway. hey and i'm jokes aside mark can keep up with anybody out there so <laughs> well, i've seen him yeah we'll see my knees maybe not two tri- trips across the river but oh. he's definitely good for one. Oh man <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I can only do one trip across that river, maybe every two or three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, All anyway, right, man. man. Well, looking but, forward. Hey, good luck yeah. with the fall. I uh, I know you're doing mule deer, and yep. I think you might be with us. We might be linking up. In, yeah, we might be linking up in Montana um, for the deer hunt. Um, I may. I don't know how it's going to work out. Maybe I'll yeah. share a base camp with you guys and hunt kind of in a different direction, or who knows. But we'll figure it out. Okay, man. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah, man. So uh, anyway, this has been a long one. I think I'll probably break it up into two. But yeah, Sounds me and Mark good. had a great time out there. And um, where people might want to look at more of your stuff or whatever, where can people find your stuff if they want to check out the Treeline Well, Academy follow me on Treeline. I, I really, on Instagram is what I do most of my stuff on. So Treeline Pursuits, Treeline underscore Pursuits. Yeah. And then if you'd like to check out my course, um, I, I got an e-scouting out course that we didn't talk about. Which Isn't that they, amazing? We did a two-hour podcast and we just this. mentioned Treeline Academy. But if you'd like Academy. to check that, treelineacademy.net. <laughs> and I want to add that a lot of the reason that I'm doing more filming and stuff is that I'm working really hard on my next course, which is going to be was going to be bear hunting and it's going to okay. be full it's going to be e tactical bear hunting and e-scouting bears combined okay cool so ryan brian and i are teaming up on this course so next year it'll be available this winter sometime cool. and it'll be available before next spring i'm pretty sure so i'm working really hard on it and i've got so much content on these last couple hunts yeah um, and yeah, so, we didn't mention it, but Mark is an e-scouting and mapping wizard. It's kind of what he's known <laughs> for. So if you don't really know much about Mark, definitely check out Treeline Academy. I'm, I've started it. It's really great. It teaches you a ton about finding elk and now this new bear one and even, you know, mule deer and whatever. So definitely check him out there. Hey, thanks, man. It's been, a yeah, man. It's, been a, it's been a joy. Yeah, dude. So let's stay in touch, man. Um, yeah. I think I'll see you again soon, but definitely let's stay in touch. Okay, brother. Let me know how the rest of your season goes. <laughs> I got one more. We leave in bear hunting and uh, I leave again in a couple more days. Ryan and them are coming out and then we're going in finish up one more 10 day hunt to go. Okay, cool. Well, I wish I could get back out there, honestly, but uh, next year, I guess we'll get after him. Okay, man. All right, brother. See you. Talking to you. Thanks. Thanks.